Hello, folks. Today, once again, we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 27th Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, how one acquires their legal status, and so much more. Becoming a resident of Costa Rica is indeed an involved process. More and more individuals and families, they're thinking about it now, and they're actually starting the process. Many people are moving to Costa Rica this year and next. There seems to, to be so much stress and really a need for change in the lives of many all over the world. And Costa Rica is that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis. As you all know, it's a land of tranquility. It's a very laid back lifestyle. And so many people have that strong desire for a more sane and peaceful life. And that's really about it. Today and throughout the coming months, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. And he and his team have helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything else that's involved with the process for many years. He's an expert, he's a professional, and he's also a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm really happy to have him here with us. We are recording a series of Q&A type episodes, and each episode will address different items, and Kevin is the one to, to talk about this because he has been in Costa Rica for 30 years, and uh, after a while, you just get so good at what you do that it comes second nature. So with that, Kevin, I say welcome to you for our 27th time. And as you know, we appreciate your spending a few minutes with all of us explaining what you know about Costa Rica and what we need to know about it. Well, you're welcome entirely, Skip. I am only too pleased to have a, a chance to talk with you and answer your questions that have been passed on to you by your contacts. And I'm only too, uh, like I say, I'm only too happy to participate. So let's fire away. That's great, Kevin. Thank you. In our first 26 episodes, you know, we discussed so many things, the personal history, why you're here and why you've been here for over 30 years, how you got started in the business. And we've also talked about some ideas that you have about uh, uh, people who come down here and perhaps they may not be ready to move to Costa Rica. Perhaps their patience is not in order. And as you and I both know, uh, you have to have patience to live in Costa Rica. It's just part of the, the Pura Vida lifestyle. And one question I want to ask you, way back when, 30 or 31 years ago, whenever it was, I know you moved from uh, Vancouver in, uh, in British Columbia. And I know also that uh, you were pretty much into some heavy business up there. Uh, how did you feel that first, let's say the first couple months moving to Costa Rica, not having that 18 hour day that you probably had being so successful up in Canada? How did that wear on you? Well, wear on me, the, it, it is a change. There's no question about it. My wife and I moved here knowing very few people, but in the course of the first five or six months, we decided to buy a, a place because I'm a great believer in real estate and as, a, as an asset grower. We, we ended up making a, a colossal error in the sense that 
it was a unnecessary purchase, but financially it worked out and that's probably the best aspect of it all. But for example, my wife and I in the first year, within the first year, I forget exactly how many months we were here, we purchased a, purchased a condominium and condominiums were not all that totally uh, popular at the moment. People weren't great supporters of that. People were still tied to the land, to the roots to the soil and such, but the, I, I don't remember now, but the, the condominium was a gigantic condominium compared to anything else that was available here. Uh, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 3,500, 4,000 square meters or 4,000 square feet. And, uh, you know, four bedrooms, the, uh, the family room, the guest room, the meeting room downstairs, the salon, the fiesta, which was like a party room, racquetball courts, the swimming pool, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was uh, expensive in those days. Uh, today, that same unit uh, would probably sell for, if not over a million dollars, very close to it and such. We didn't pay that much at that and didn't didn't get that much when we sold it, but the fact is we did a good return on our investment. But now condominiums are, in fact, the area that we are, that we were living in, Romerser it's called, and it is the still the high end area of the city, which means of the country, but it's, it's, it's like Miami City uh, at the beach uh, shoreline, it's, uh, one condominium after the other, after the other. So it's been a, a lot of changes, but positive and negative. If you didn't like condo living in about that condo that we were living in or had a house in that area, you're surrounded by condominiums and the very house that you had bought probably is now long gone and site of a, a condominium. So the skyline has, has changed horrendously or tremendously depending on your outlook but it's uh it has changed i think the changes are very positive because the people that sold their house to the developer that needed eight houses or ten houses as a base for building their towers or individual building they went on to move out to further typically the the, the population has moved west here in Costa Rica. And we have areas, you know, Ciudad Colon or Atenas or, or on and on towards the west. As far as, and, in, and to, to the beaches also, but the heavy population movement has been to, oh, San Mateo, Atenas, and then uh, uh, onward, westward, and those outlying areas have had a tremendous increase in land values because the population is supportive of that area. But because overall, you cannot literally find a condominium that's got a vacancy here in Romerser or Eskasu. Uh, it's just, it, we just cannot believe the number of people that have moved here and bought we have a, a cute saying for those former farmer farm owners that uh, 
sold to a developer west or further west. We called them the barefoot millionaires because they, I swear to God, a lot of them, although they're very intelligent, have had a hard time grasping the fact that they have a million dollars, maybe in colonies, but it's a million dollars or, or multiples of a million dollars in their bank. And uh, they haven't changed their lifestyle other than maybe maybe they're wearing a new straw hat instead of, because uh, a lot of them are still barefoot because they prefer it. That's what they grew up with. And they can walk on pavement just as easy as walking in uh, $100 Goosey shoes or uh, Adidas shoes or uh, running shoes, whatever. They just, it's, it's a, it's a country of um, contrasts, and most of the contrasts are on the positive side. Strange question, to, strange or strange or long answer, but it's it's a very positive impact on the country. How many rich Costa Ricans, which means that the rich voters in this country are healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, just a bit of a side, we, we're we familiar with a situation where a developer asked a local Costa Rican if he would sell his property and the typical, their answer is everything, for, everything is for sale. And so, but he, he wanted his prices in colonies. So the realtor didn't know or didn't want to quote in dollars or in colonies. So he gave him a price of, I'm just going to say $10 million. And the guy thought, or sorry, 10 million colonies. And the guy took that as $10 million. And he said, okay, I'll take $10 million for the property. But with the conditions and such, he had no concept of what $10 million was. The sad fact is he did not know what $10 million was. So he merely said, yeah, my property's for sale and promptly told everybody from then on is $10 million. Eventually he sold it. And the, the realtor, the, the investor had no intentions of paying $10 million. It's just assumptions and such. And uh, everybody wins at, at that or the property doesn't sell, simple as that. But, uh, that's, that's sort of an exception, and I, I don't really think it's typical. But uh, we do buying here now is popular because it's the, the 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 barefoot millionaires have seen other fellow countrymen make a fortune, so they do it. But uh, they they actually sell the farmland. But it's when I moved here thirty plus years ago. You wouldn't. They would. They would literally smile, nod, and very, very, totally agreeable to everything you say. But nothing would happen. They they had no intention of selling. They they're being entertained by you, the developer or the realtor, just seeing what what could could happen, but with no intention of it happening. Now that's changed slightly. Uh, quite a few homesteads now, former homesteads have been passed on to the younger generation who have no ties to it because they are now engineers or accountants or doctors or lawyers or whatever. So the 
there's a general change from from the ties to the land to the ties to the bank account. So what you're saying, in many ways, the Pura Vida lifestyle of 30 years ago is different now in Costa Rica because of the real estate boom and so many expats that have come down here, especially in the past five to 10 years. Uh, maybe they're bringing a lot of the, the stress and strain of life with them. Uh, one thing that I do want to go back to is the original question. When you were down here 30 years ago, you just came from an environment that was fast paced every day. You had to go out and, and do what you did for a living. When you came down here and you realized that Costa Rica was not like where you were from, how did that, did that agree with you? Did you have to force yourself to slow down? No, no, that's on the contrary. That's what appealed to us in, in Costa Rica is that you could work at whatever pace you wanted to. Uh, so ironically enough, I, I got my, my permanent, or sorry, my, my cedula, and I was told, yeah, you can work if you're working in the, uh, in the company that you made the investment in. So my, my, I started work, I got my cedula on Thursday and, and uh, started working on Saturday. And there was a big money show here uh, where they used to bring, I believe they still do, uh, investing syndicates and such in to, to, to entice people, the tourists and such, or locals to buy different projects. Uh, uh, plant, uh, teak plantations actually was what I was involved in, but there would be mango plantations that would be, uh, oh, I, I, I th and gold shops were set up for three-day seminars and such. And uh, so literally two days after I arrived here, uh, I was working in sales and actually on that Saturday made my first sale and made many more of them since then. But uh, that uh, path, that project was long gone now and, and sold out and changed hands and happy, happy shareholders and unhappy shareholders and all that. But it's, uh, we didn't change our lifestyle working wise very much. We, uh, we probably saw more of the country as tourists before we got here permanently than we have since then because I, I like working and, and uh, period, I like working. It's uh, simple as that. I think I mentioned in previous podcasts and such, I don't really like wasting time. I, I, I will talk to anybody as long as, I, as they want me to talk to them because I love the interaction with people. But uh, uh, if, if I can't help them or if, I, if they're not receptive to what I'm saying, because the only, <laughs> the only time I find that there is a a, a problem with dealing with people is when they ask questions and argue with the answer, which means they really they have a, a, a preconditioned or preconceived notion what it is, and it you're not going to change their mind. So they're they're under a handy a self-inflicted handicap that uh, uh, can't be helped. They they can't be uh, their their answer no matter what you say, has, their answer is 
they receive your reply as how they want to handle it. And those people don't last here very long because uh, not, the country's not going to change for you. You're Costa Rica, thank God, remains Costa Rica. It's not an extension of Miami. It's not an extension of Vancouver, British Columbia, or LA, or Paris, or London. It is Costa Rica, thank God. And we have that ingrained Pura Vida family orientation priority that is totally, totally necessary, I believe, for internal and external happiness. That's a real good, <laughs> that's a good way to put it too. Thank internal you. Internal and external happiness. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I like that. Kevin, your, your clients, uh, you've had many hundreds of clients in the past 20 or so years that you've been helping people acquire their legal status here in Costa Rica. And I know you stay in touch with quite a few of them. Have you found that most of your clients have made that change in a positive way? They've adapted to the Pura Vida lifestyle and they don't really miss the being on that hamster wheel seven days a week trying to pay for everything they have to pay for? Do they like gardening? Do they like getting up a little bit late perhaps? Or, you know, maybe getting up early and, uh, and watching the sunrise? Yes, there's, you know, for each person that you talk to, each family we talk to down here. And yes, we do keep in touch with them. Uh, again, we're like an open door communications and such. I, I do work under the adage that not everybody has to be a client. And a client really always remains a client because uh, we, we receive a lot of information that the general public don't get because they don't know the sources that we do know and such. And so we're always happy to pass on what we see happening or what we anticipate happening. Or, uh, for example, we get questions about um, the new airport that they announced a couple of years ago, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Because they, that's, that's a large import or a large, a great import importance to people. If they're going to buy a house in a certain area, do we need a, want to be in that airport area type thing? So we, we, of course, follow that very closely and such, and we're able to pass on what we knew about the airport to people. And some ignored it, some people, uh, didn't ignore it and the bottom line is everybody walked away well informed or those few that decided no the country will never warrant that kind of investment they they walked away from it but uh, I, I don't see I don't see a lot of people disappointed in Costa Rica we do feel we do have a uh, a fairly large number, and nobody knows, guys. Nobody knows the figures of what, uh, how many people stay here, or what the percentage is. It just doesn't happen because it's like when people come here from Duluth, Minnesota, and say, "Kevin, where where do the Americans live?" And you look at them and say, "Well, I, there's there's no answer to that. There's 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 no." community of Americans, there's no community of Canadians, thank God, and there's no Canadian or community of Brits or, or Irish or Americans and such. It just doesn't happen. The, it, the, the 
when we came here, there was no such thing as a gated community. Now there is gated communities now to address and it's really the petty crime. It's the, you leave your, when we moved here, except when we moved into a condominium, you leave a garden hose outside attached to your wall, you guarantee that that garden hose is not gonna be there in the morning. It's just, oh, they left it out. They mustn't need it, I need that, so it's gone. But uh, again, the people that leave Costa Rica, I, I would say probably, probably the great majority of it's for family reasons. The, the wife misses the grandkids or the husband misses these poker playing buddies. Uh, it's sentimental reasons more than, certainly more, more than financial. Uh, there's no reason why a person would spend more money living here than they would in their home country. Uh, other than the fact that maybe they had friends that had expensive habits in home country and uh, they missed those, I don't know. But it's it's so subjective. That's a hard question to answer. Uh, as you can tell by my rambling here, but it's, uh, I never, some days people are down about something. Uh, I can't get my post office to deliver mail to me. Well, pretty hard to deliver mail to a country that really doesn't have addresses because you know, 300 meters from the old oak tree that died and was cut down 45 years ago, it's not a real good uh, address to use. So we, we use PO boxes here and such, and some people use the PO box as a social gathering. We'll meet you at the post office tomorrow morning. We'll discuss it, that type of thing. So it's a different, it's a different breed of living, but it's, uh, and there's probably some negatives and there's definitely some positives. Well, Kevin, it's always a pleasure to pick your brain because uh, after 30 years, I know that no matter um, how many people are asking about certain things that are going on in Costa Rica, there's always people that uh, that learn from what we talk about. And that's the key to these specific episodes that we have. We, we like to be available just to not really share opinions, but uh, share the way it is. And we really appreciate that. And I have posted Kevin's contact information and his website address on the program notes that are associated with this specific episode. And uh, by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 26 conversations with Kevin. Again, uh, we talk about residency and everything else that comes up about Costa Rica I've ha I have all the links posted at the bottom of the homepage of his website at Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. And uh, also, if you like what you heard today, why not share our QA session link with your friends and family? And if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like Kevin to cover, let us know. Send your request to my email address at Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. Kevin, thanks again. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica and patience and Pura Vida lifestyles and everything else there is to talk about as well. You're welcome entirely, Skipper. Have a, have a nice day and look forward to our next conversation. My pleasure.